We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Pride Podcast on Twitter Spaces. I am joined by my main guy, Malcolm. Malcolm, how are you doing on this Friday night? What's going on, man? Man, I'm having a good time, bro. It's been a good day today. Ace my yes, exam. It is, man. I am happy, bro. Yeah, man. Today's a hell of a day, man. Today's actually an interesting day. We um we saw that Oregon had their pro day today. Mm. It was very interesting. Very some juicy stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, so the Lions sent seven seven people, including Brad Holmes and uh, uh, Chris Spielman. Spielman's obviously like the uh, the assistant to the owner, whatever you want to call him. And then Brad Holmes is the GM. So, what are your thoughts on the Lions basically sending the house to Oregon? I think this is their guy, man. I think they wanted to get another opinion on him. You know, they want to get the final thoughts on him, and I think they really, I think they like what they saw, man. I think. I think he I think he might be a lock unless something happens with Aiden Hutchinson and he doesn't go one, then it might get a little crazy from there. But I think if Aiden goes one, I think Hutch is definitely their guy. Yeah, I'm with you, Malcolm. And we've been talking about this for like the past what past month or two. And then like a few weeks ago, there's the stuff that's coming about his character, about this guy doesn't care, he doesn't show effort. All that bullshit, you know, and it felt like a team was kind of just leaking that, hoping that he falls to them. And we see this every year with the draft. One year it was Chase Young. One year it was Miles Garrett. Last year it was uh, Mika Parsons, right? You see this stuff every year. And I, yeah. I wasn't buying it. I don't know if you were, but, um, and it seems like the Lions, obviously, I mean, when you send seven people, they're legitimately interested. And I don't know if you saw, but Brad Holmes basically was smiling. He was laughing with Thibodeau. Chris Spielman was talking to him in that one picture. Let me link it right here. What are your thoughts on that, Malcolm? You think he's their guy? Yeah, man. And I, I kind of messed up. I said that Hutchinson is their guy. It's Thibodeau. Thibodeau is their guy. That's what it seemed like if Hutchinson goes one. But yeah, man, from that picture, man, it just looks like 
it just looks like you know that's their guy. Like they, it, it seems like from that picture, it seems like a lock to me. Like I, I'll, I'll be shocked if they go a different direction if he's available. But yeah, man, it was it was it was good to see, man. And if we get him, man, I'm like I was saying earlier in my Twitter that um you you mix Thibodeau with Aaron Glenn, and I think it's gonna be magic, man. Things they're gonna do really great things in Detroit if Thibodeau is coached by Aaron Glenn, man. I'm with you, and also you have that um, Calvin Shepard, the linebackers coach, and then you have the D-line coach. Uh, what's his name again? Damn it. Is it John? Uh, Shoot, I don't uh, remember. Don't, don't ask me. I don't remember. Name, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good coaches, man. They're really good coaches, man. So it's definitely going to help that situation if they do draft them. Todd Wash, it came to me. Todd Wash, the former Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, you just bring you just bring them in with those guys. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good, man. Yeah, and like, say you have a healthy Romeo Quara, right? And then you have Kayvon Thibodeau starting, and then you don't necessarily have to start Harris, Charles Harris, Julian Aquara are your rotational guys. So you have depth on the D line. You could rotate guys in and out. Guys won't be tired. Um, it would be nice to have. It would be, man. Would you be shocked if they actually go a different direction here? Um, No, but I, I don't think it's Kyle Hampton. If they go in a different direction, I think it would be Walker or it would be Willis. I think those three guys, if I had to like guess right now, those are the three guys in play. But I think Thibodeau is their guy. Um, Brad Holmes also saw him live this year versus UCLA, and he went off in that game. Today, the Lions sent the house to the pro day. It seems like he's their guy. Like that's their guy. Seven people. That's a lot. Did, yeah. did Georgia? Did Georgia already have their pro day? They did, and uh, Calvin Shepard ran the linebacker drills for them. And I believe Chris Spielman was there and some other guys. So they sent some people, but it wasn't seven people. They didn't send. They didn't send seven people. Uh-huh. Seven people is a lot. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, for me, if they go Walker over him uh, over um Thibodeau, I'll, I'll be shocked. I don't get it. I mean, I get Walker. He's athletic. He has all these tools, right? But the production isn't there for me. When you play in a stacked D-line with Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, and all those other guys up front, you should be putting up more numbers. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I pointed out to you, man. That was that was the first red flag for me with Walker, is that he's with that, that defense that's probably one of the best college defense that I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And then right, another he, thing... Oh, my bad. Another thing with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is he had a 17-point pressure percentage last year, third in the FBS, third in the nation. I'm guessing it's probably behind the dude from Bama and probably Hutchinson. I don't know, but this guy gets to the quarterback consistently. So whoever says he doesn't show no effort, he's third in pressure percentage. Yeah, it's just, it's just those couple of plays that people see and they're like, oh, there there it is. There it is. Is that play right there. Look, he's, he's showing no effort. But Malcolm, I could pull up like <laughs> – a clip of any defensive end, like one time, maybe just like not like showing a hundred percent effort, like, or not necessarily chasing down a guy because there's a linebacker there. There's a D line there. that's going to tackle them. You know what I mean? I could Man, literally do that if I wanted to. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, he knows, he knows his, his goal at the end of the day. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I, I know you want to see that motor, like, like Eddie Hutchinson, like Eddie Hutchinson, he, he gave that motor every single play, every single play you, you've seen, 110% effort from Aiden Hutchinson. I think that's why he may go uh, first overall. It's just because of that motor. But I think with Thibodeau, I mean, before the season started, he knew, hey, man, I'm going to be drafted 
first overall, second overall. He he knew. So I mean, is it a smart idea to risk an injury if a player is already dead? You know, right. I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I think he knows his his, his goal. He, he wants well, to get to the NFL. He wants to, he wants to play at high level. He was playing with an ankle injury too, I believe, last year. So, I mean, you have to factor that in too, right? Like he yeah. wasn't playing at one hundred percent always. He was dealing with an ankle injury. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that that kind of gives you that kind of scares you even more. Now you're like, all right, now he's injury prone. Now he's ankle injury. No, 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 no. That shows his toughness. I actually like that. That that he's not sitting out games. He's playing in these games. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So, I mean, it 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 is what it is for me, man. If I think, I think he's a great player. I'm not worried about the little things like, oh, he's taking a playoff, this and that. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, I think you know, like you, you mean think about it this way. You think he's gonna come to Detroit with Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell's gonna let him slack off? Oh no, he'll ride the bench. He, he'll ride the bench if he does this. If he does that. Yeah, Aaron Glenn, I mean, like, he's a good coach, but they're tough on their players, too. Like, if they screw up, like, we saw what AP did with Okuda week one. He screwed up, and he's literally showing him, like, don't screw up. They're not, like, the Lions coach that time, like, oh, whatever. No, if you fuck up, they'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. So that's why I think this will be a perfect spot for him, man. Yep. And it's just, it's just because of our coaching staff, man. Coaching staff, and that's what we need, like, when is the last time the Lions have had a dominant edge rusher? Ziggy Ansa? I mean, healthy. I mean, you, you can say Ziggy Ansa, but th- th- there's been a period of Ziggy Ansa where he wasn't healthy. So we went through like three years of waiting for this brother to be healthy again. <laughs> but you're talking about last time we, he was able to get pressure on the quarterback is when he was healthy. So it was like three years before that. So it, it, it's been a very long time. We're talking about 2000, what? 14, maybe? I don't I mean, know. I wish, like... I wish Tyler was here. Tyler would be like, yeah, 2014. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tyler has that, he has that memory, but um, yeah, yeah man, it, it, it's been a very, very, very long time. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I've been sick and tired of it, man. I'm sick and tired of the quarterbacks having all day in the, in the pocket, man. Right. You know, when you rush four, you should be able to put pressure on the quarterback. The quarterback shouldn't have to be in the pocket all day. Like, that guy could like chill. He could just chill. They don't take a nap, wake up, Throw the ball, you know? It's been that type of defense we had. And, it, like, most of our sacks have been covered sacks. I'm tired of that. I want to I put pressure on the quarterback. So, yeah, this is like, this will be a great move, man. I, I really hope this this goes through. I, I'm expecting it to go through just because, I mean, seven people. God damn. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Regarding, also, I want to bring up one thing. So, some people are saying it's smoke screen. Regarding the smoke screen, if you actually love the guy, like, okay, you're not going to trade the pick. Someone's going to try to trade in front of you, right? So especially if you're picking at two, I don't think there's no smoke screen. I think, like, he's their guy. Because say it is a smoke screen, quote-unquote smoke screen. Malcolm, if I'm putting out a smoke screen that I love Kayvon Thibodeau, why the hell would I trade the pick? That doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't think a team's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's trade up to get him. No. Like, you, usually, you do, you do throw smoke screens for quarterbacks. Right. Because for a team to move up to two, that they don't have to give up a lot of draft capital. They're not going to do that for Kayvon Thibodeau. Right. It just, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Okay, should we start bringing up uh, some requesters up? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, man. So Kayvon Thibodeau at two, man. What are your thoughts? Let us All right, know. We're going to bring up uh, Justin and then Mike, one person at a time. Try not to be too long, but let's bring up Justin right now. Yeah, please, please don't be too long. How's it going, Justin? Thanks Good. for joining. Yeah, what are we talking about? What is what happening? Kayvon? Oh, so we got Kayvon Thibodeau at two. 
your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I think Jet fans are freaking out. Everyone's, I think that this, all this Kayvon talk is smoke. I think you guys are definitely interested. You wouldn't bring, I think it was six guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys would know better uh, with the assistant coaches. So you guys are definitely looking at him. So, I mean, he's definitely in play for you guys. I think it's a high possibility that you guys can draft him at too, to be honest with you. I don't know what you guys think, but that's how I feel about it. Justin, so I think he's their guy because I believe this is the first um, pro day that Brett, or the GM had went to. I don't think he was there for Malik Willis's. I don't think he was nope. there for Trayvon yeah. Walker. Nope. Um, this is the first one he went to, I believe. So and- I think he's their guy. And when you also look at Brad Holmes, he kind of knows that area really well. I mean, last year he drafted um, two guys from there, Panay Sewell, or three guys, I'm sorry. Panay Sewell, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Levi Onjuriki, all from the Pac-12, right? right? So then you also look at the guy they claimed, Brady Bree, safety sixth-round pick from the Titans. They claimed him off waivers. He also played at Oregon. So he, he knows that area pretty well. He knows the program well, obviously, because last year was Sewell, and he's also from the West Coast. So um, I think that has a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. That's a good uh, background. I didn't know that that you guys like those uh, Pac-12 guys or whatever you call them. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, you, you guys brought assistant coaches. You brought Brad Holmes. I mean, you want to bring six coaches just to, you know, not check this guy out. So, I mean, I think it's seven. the, you know, seven it was? Yeah. Yeah, it was def- seven. It was seven. It's definitely, I mean <laughs> – to be honest, if I would, I mean, things are changing every day, like we know. But I mean, I probably put it as, if I would have to guess at this point in time, I would probably go. There's a, I want to say like high fifty percent chance, high fifty sixty percent chance you guys draft them. So you, you think this is smoke? So what team do you think you think it's a Jets that would want to move up to two? To give up all that draft capital? No. Thibodeau? No. I'm, I'm absolutely, personally, I'm absolutely, you're not, it's not moving up for a quarterback. I mean, I'm not personally, I would not move up for, I mean, there's going to be someone there. It's just, I'm not moving up for to, for him. I don't care. I, personally, I like Jermaine Johnson more than Thibodeau, but I'm not moving up regardless. Yeah, I'm not there with Jermaine Johnson yet. <laughs> man, Thibodeau, Thibodeau's a better football player, man. I know everybody's like, oh, he's, no. Here, he here's well. my thing with Thibodeau. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's he, he's like kind of more boom or bust to me. He's got a very oh. high ceiling, but I mean, Jermaine Johnson already has like a plethora of moves, and he's only going to develop more moves. So I mean, Jermaine Johnson to me personally is the safer pick of the two. But I mean, we're not going to even have a pick between the two if you guys take him anyway. So it really, it really doesn't matter, honestly. I think. I mean, I, I think, think Walker's Johnson, better than Johnson. I think he'll be the third or fourth edge rusher taken. I think the yes. second one's going to be Walker. That the that, no, I think the third one's going to be Walker. Oh, that's I, what I meant. First is Hodge, second tips, third Walker, maybe yeah, the fourth yeah. Johnson, Karloftis. I mean, I mean a couple of those to guys. me, Walker is he he's going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but for uh, for our our team, I don't think he's the right guy because we kind of have a guy like JFM that kind of does similar things than Walker. So for our team, I would rather go Johnson personally, right. but I definitely think Walker is going to be a good player. And if he's there at ten, I would, uh, depending on what the pick is at four, I I feel more confident at ten than I would at four. So I I can see it though. It's... All right, Justin, thanks for coming on, man. Yep. Next, I'm going to bring Mike, and after that, it's Blue. Mike, hey. 
How's it going, Mike? Fellas, long time no speak. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm thinking the question maybe can propose a different way. If not him, then who else? Um, well, my, my question for you, I actually have a question for you, man. I know you're pounding the table for a tackle. Do you still feel that way now? I do, man. I think that I think the blue chip players are the tackles. I think if you take Hutchinson out of the out of the mix, I think the blue chip players are the tackles. I think you could take either one and come away with a generational left tackle. I love Thibodeau. I've always loved Thibodeau. I just feel with Thibodeau, the question remains around, you know, he's been adamant about wanting to play in the three four. Um They're not they're not going to. It, that, that's not true, though, because today he, he was met with the Lions. I mean, he could say that, but, like, seems like he met with the Lions today. He was talking to them, and they were – it seems like Brad Holmes was enjoying and laughing with him. Chris Spielman was looking at him like <laughs> – like it was, like, a beautiful girl or something. I don't know if you saw that mm-hmm. picture. Like, did, the Lions love this guy. You could see it. Fantastic. Like, did the Lions? Someone, honestly, find you someone uh, that looks at <laughs> – or at uh, Kayvon Tebro the way Chris Spielman looks at him. You could do that, man. You got a wife, bro, or you got did, a boyfriend. Whatever. Didn't the Lions say that they're going to go more 4-3 this year? Yes. yes. Yeah, and I, I worry about him wanting to put his hand in the dirt. But that's, you know, listen, I, I think they can make it multiple. I, I just, I mean, you know, the talent, there's four blue chip players. I thought until the, really the 40s came out with Hamilton that he was going to be, you know, that five, that fifth blue chip player. Unfortunately, his 40 time just makes it too suspect. I know that people don't always look at 40 times, but when you're playing deep safety that he plays, it's going to be tough to, to be a, a game changer at that high 4-6, range. It's going to be tough. So I think the question then remains, again, the, the board plays out Hutchinson. Now, we don't know Hutchinson's going one. It's, it could be Thibodeau one. But doing the due diligence, making sure we do it, I can survive with it. I just think that, you know, the draft board is going to play out so that it's really going to be Thibodeau or nothing else. I mean, there's nobody else other than the tackles that would be worth picking in that. I mean, I'm almost to the point where I would even consider Drake London if, if, if like, if it wasn't okay. a D-tackle. Drake London at two? Yo, yo, okay. okay. Stop it. He ain't Calvin Johnson, okay, bro. I mean, that's the no, – but here's the thing. In a typical year, no. But this isn't a typical year, man. No, you no, cannot do that. absolutely you do not. That. You cannot do that. Absolutely not, bro. You trying to run <laughs> oh, – have um, the, the fans run no, this no, GM no. out of town? I, I think our biggest needs are wide receiver, defensive tackle. I mean, defensive end. That's fine. Just because it's yeah. your biggest need doesn't mean you need to address that pick two. There's pick 32, pick 34, I don't pick think 66. by 32, I don't think we're going to be have anybody left. But I listen, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do it. But I, I, Thibodeau has to – that's what I'm telling you. Thibodeau has to be the pick. There's no other guy to even consider. I mean, Walker – Walker's a good player. But if you really watched Walker – I've watched every single snap Walker had this year. All he uses is a bull rush. He's like a bull rush master. And that's all – I mean, that's going to be harder in the NFL to do. You know, like he's got all the tools, but he's got a long way to go when it comes to moves and setting up moves. Thibodeau and Hutchinson are clear by far and away the two better players at the draft board. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with you, but I'm just telling you, the question is, is they really don't have a choice. Because let me ask you guys the question: If not Thibodeau, who else? Um, for me, it's Walker or Willis. Honestly. Oh my God! You take Willis too. Yeah, um, but that's another conversation for another day. Today we're talking about Thibodeau. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, 
just just quickly explain explain what uh explain all right here's why i mean this guy has like all the traits to be a good quarterback he's a great leader i mean if you saw the pro day teammates the guy he like plays with they gravitate toward him he brings good energy to the locker room um the lions also worked with him in this in the senior bowl so they know what he's all about it seems like they liked him a lot and he's a guy who won't have to start right away he's come to a good situation great o-line in place good uh looks like the receivers are getting better right you got a good tight end in Hawkinson, so he sits a year or two, learns, and then maybe he could be ready. That that's what I think of that. But you know, he's not my first choice, but I'd be okay with it. I'm I'm just gonna say this really really quickly. Um, if they draft uh, a Malik Willis, it is because simply because hey, they look. believe he is the savior of Detroit. I've been saying this for 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 a few weeks. Malcolm, they believe like if they if they believe he's a savior of Detroit. They, then they draft him. Yeah, but look what I told you. Like, so the question was posed: If not Thibodeau, then who else? You're stretching it for Will. I'm Will not stretching nothing. I'm not stretching nothing. Who, who am I to say that Willis might, is not their first option? I just think that he's. If when you look historically speaking, like, like I don't think that a quarterback from Liberty, you know, is going to be in that second pick range. I mean, who would have thought a quarterback from North Dakota State would be a option at number three? Or a quarterback nobody, Wyoming, no, years ago. Nobody, no, no, nobody, nobody thought Trey Lance dude, from North Dakota State. I mean, it doesn't matter the college. I mean, if you think he has the traits and the tools to be a franchise quarterback, and he's gonna if they do something that him, you know right? that the positional value should, is there. Like, I'm, hey, I'm listen. You're talking to a guy who tells you you should draft a quarterback every year until you for sure know you have somebody. Yeah, I, I, check this out. I, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> Those traits I'm talking about, I don't believe Malik Willis has it. I don't think he's their guy. But I'm saying if they think he is, that's the only way you'll see him go at two. Yeah. Um, let's, all right, Mike. Let some other guys get up here, man. But I appreciate you guys. Yep. Thanks for coming on, bro. Next up, we have uh, we have Blue. Let me bring him up here. And then after that, it's Avery. What's up, Blue? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, me and Pierre talked about this earlier, and um, I, I'm with probably with a lot of people on the Kayvon at two pick because, I mean, if you really look at the the whole picture in terms of like, you know, obviously if we take him at number two, I mean – you know, he just checks a lot of boxes. And I'll say that as a Malik Willis uh, defender, obviously. I know Malcolm would get a kick out of that. But, yeah, honestly, it just makes too much sense now. Like, if he's there on the board at two, I mean, absolutely, man. Like, Thibodeau is definitely the pick. I'll gladly say that. And, um, <laughs> I, hey, hey, I'm just saying, Malcolm, it goes back to what um, – no, 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 no. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. It's more so of, like – it, my argument for Malik, and I don't want to do this again, trust me. It, the argument for Malik was he was a quarterback. That's why. That's only reason why. Other, other than that. He, 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 so you just want to replace golf pretty much. You just want to get golf the hell out of here. No, not necessarily. I was just looking too much in the future, I guess. I was just, gotcha. you know, like I said, and Pierre made the same arguments I did. But regardless, it's not about Willis today. I did not want to make it about Willis. And because I, yeah. I'm with Pierre, because we have our own group chat and we're just like, man, you know, if you check everything, we got the coaching, we got the scheme, we got, you know, the perfect spot. Like I agree with Pierre about, um, what, is, what is it? His, uh, laziness. I don't believe that either. Cause I never said that about Kayvon and, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just like you, Malcolm, I'm pretty excited as well because I agree, man. It just makes too much sense. That checks us a lot of boxes. You know, in terms of like, like I just said, scheme, coaching staff, the need, everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you watch like other games, not Lions games, but if you watch like other games, like say for example, you watch a a Saints game, you're like, man, well, look, look, look how quickly they get to the quarterback. Yeah, no kidding. And you're like, shit, why, 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 why can't the Lions do that? Right. No, I, I mean, trust me, a, I was a there. Start. This is a start. This is a start right here. Yep. Um, you get Thibodeau. This is a big start right here. So this is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to bring up something with Thibodeau. A lot of people bring up his weight 254, but he had 27 uh, bench press reps, and that was the most of any defensive line. And that really impressed the hell out of me. I agree. So he's really strong, even though, like, he's considered underweight, which, I I mean, he could put on some weight a little weight, but he's strong. I don't think weight is – Speed to power, man. His ceiling is great. I mean, just imagine our coaches around that. Yeah, and another thing with Thibodeau is he could play – he could put his hand in the dirt. He could yep. play outside line. He's also played a little interior with – we could play all over your defense. I mean, the positives just keep on coming. That's why it's getting me excited as well, just like Malcolm, you know, like he said. Because, like I said, the only reason why I argued for Malik was possibly a future franchise QB for the long-term vision. That's it. It wasn't because, you know, I didn't ignore the edge. So, just to go on record. All right, Blue. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, man. No problem, bro. So I'm gonna bring up um, uh, Avery. Avery was next. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's it going, on, Avery? Yeah. What's up? What's up? Uh, this is Spirit Detroit Podcast. Your boy Avery G. How y'all doing? Yeah. I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Better than most, man. Blue so eloquently put it best. I'm not gonna double back on that, but I will. I will get some pushback. 
<laughs> I think right now we are in the final stages of the draft for the Detroit Lions right now. They want to be sold on Thibodeau. That's what I think. I think that's why seven people go over there, meet and greet, get the little warm and fuzzies. You know, I think Chris Spillman is looking at this dude like, is this the guy? You know, with trepidation, I think the only person sold on him is Brad Holmes. And I think Brad Holmes is a big advocate of him. And with Hutchinson probably or most likely going number one, we got to find a consolation prize. That's what this all is. Uh, consolation prize could be Malik. A pro- consolation prize could be a safety, or this, that, and a third, or a huge trade. But uh, right now, we're just weighing our options with number two pick, and we're wearing our option with Kyle. Not Kyle Hamlin, I mean Thibodeau. My only thing is, Thibodeau is a better, he's, a, he, he's better with the bend. We understand the concerns that there there's around him. But I, I, I just don't think he's a number two consensus in the class. I really don't. And I think um, if he was in any other draft class, just like some of these quarterbacks, it wouldn't, he wouldn't last. So I think Jermaine Johnson is the, the guy. So, so you're high on Jermaine Johnson as well. I'm high on Jermaine Johnson because he has all the moves and all the tools and all the prerequisites that you need. Those same criticisms that come from Aiden Hutchinson that he only has one move. Well, we have a guy here in Jermaine Johnson and another one, Cam- Cameron Thomas, that can do all the moves. They can do multiple different moves. Um, but you know, picking Jermaine Johnson is a little bit of a reach. You can probably get him at ten or fifteen. So you pick him at two, you know, you're going to be you're going to be kind of like you're going to be under pressure, just like if you put, pick Malik at two or whatever. So I'm I'm high. I'm high on Jermaine. But you you had some questions for me. Yeah. So, Avery, here's the thing with me about Jermaine is when you're picking at two. OK, Jermaine Johnson's like the safe pick. Right. But I'm going for the guy who could become a superstar, could become a, like a great player. That, that's the ceiling. That's what you do at two. Like, you have to take those chances. And I disagree with you. Thibodeau been my number two player since, like, forever. It was Hutch and Tib been two. I didn't really buy that bullshit um, that was coming out on him. And it seems like today the NFL team didn't buy it either because the Giants sent a lot of people. The Jets had some people there. The Lions obviously had seven people there. So I think it was just the team leaking that crap out so he, they could hope he falls to them. You know, we, we, we could say it's liar season. We could say it's liar season. And we we can use these, like, alibis, but I, I really don't think he is um, – I don't think he helps his case with the scouting combine. Um, I know the schedule has changed much to his dismay. The schedule changed. It's Everything is back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. The linebacker drills, the pass rush drills. He left early, you know. Um, and there was a lot of guys that left early, a lot of other guys, smaller names. Right. But, you know, I don't think that helped him because he already had a stigma around him. We talk about him because of his comments about Alabama players. We talk about his comments about opportunities with NFT, selling NFTs during the season. We talk about all these other things. And we we rarely talk about football with him. We talk about athleticism. Check. We talk about want to if he wants to and all this other stuff. I never talk about football. The six sacks doesn't impress you. He was in the Pac-12, doesn't impress you, doesn't scare you. Um, I'm just trying to figure out 
how this bend in athleticism is better than Jermaine Johnson's or better than Cameron Thomas. I'm just right, here's my out. thing, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> you, said, you said the sacks weren't there, but he had a 17.8 pressure percentage last season, which was third in the FBS, third in the nation. Right. right. Uh, Probably Car- behind Carloff the dude out got of Bama. a lot of hurries as well. What? Karloff has got a lot of hurries as well. I know, but I'm talking about pressure, like getting getting pressure to the quarterback, affecting the quarterback. I mean, he was third in the FBS in pressure percentage. So I, I don't – like the stats are there. The sacks might not be there, but he's he's getting to the quarterback, right? And when you look at his D-line, he's like the only good one on that D-line. Okay. So in comparison to other edge rushers, where do you place him? You place he's him number as the best two. He's number two for me behind Hutchinson. You're talking about like in this, in this class? Yes. Number two behind Hutch. Yeah, I have him. I have him at number two behind Hutch. And he's also same, my same two where everybody, overall, same where everybody else have him. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Detroit. If you draft him, if you draft him, Detroit, there's two things that's going to happen. One, he's a boomer bus player. So the boom is, he gives you eight sacks a year, and he leaves for a hundred million dollars in four years, five years. The Boom or or bust factor is uh, the bust factor is he comes out he gives you three games a year six games a year whatever it is whatever his injury history permits I just think he's too much of a risk he's a real boom or bust player to me but I you appreciate think, your you time think, you think his ceiling is eight sacks a year yeah. <laughs> yes I do wow wow I just want to return to this in four years. We so can we, definitely, we man. Could, yeah. I mean, four years, I'll kiss the ring if I have to. Uh, I love your podcast, I love the guys, what y'all do, and appreciate you it, know, man. yeah, I appreciate you guys. But I'll return to this in four years. And if he's uh leaving Detroit for a hundred million dollars, or if he's on the cusp of getting kicked out of Detroit, <laughs> we'll see. I mean. But I just have, like, why do you think he'd leave Detroit? If he's successful, he's going to stay here. That's why you draft someone at two to be, like, your cornerstone piece. No. Like, you want him I, here for the next decade. Yeah, I, I, I believe he's um, I believe he's about the money. And I know he's about the money. If you 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 knowingly sell NFTs during the season and he's selling your and publishing your in a, own NFT and, and switching Ethereum during your – like, you're, you're, you're on your marketing campaign for What's yourself. wrong with that, though? Let, I mean, let me ask you – No, I got a question. I got a question, man. I got a question. Um, I love crypto. Crypt- I love Avery. crypto, so – So you work, right? Crypto. You, you go to work? Pardon? You, you work? I'm in the Army, yes. You're in the Army, but in your free time, don't you, like, play video games or don't you go out or don't you do other things that you enjoy? Yeah, and I buy and sell crypto as well. There you go. So what's wrong with a player? He's a human being. He could do that if he wants to. I like, mean, what's wrong with that? Okay. I'm, I'm, just gonna, I, I'm just gonna say this, man. I'm just gonna say this, man, really quick. This was the same exact things people were saying about Rashawn Gary coming coming and, out. And Sue, and, and, I mean, and, yeah, and, and Sue. No, 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 Gary. Now I'm gonna say this about Gary. Gary <laughs> had his best year as a, as a pro last year because he was able to get more time. I don't think he's leaving Green Bay no time soon. Is isn't he in his fourth year? He's in his fourth year. Last year he had damn near ten sacks. He had a bunch of pressures. He was and and he he's not going to go anywhere from from Green Bay. And 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 again he same talk coming in. Oh yeah, he's all he, all he's about is his business and this and that. Same thing about Sean Gary. Time will only tell. 
But I I'm appreciate you, Malcolm, Pierre. Appreciate you guys. Love the pod. And thank you. Thanks for no problem, bro. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Next up, we have Anonymous and then Jacob. How's it going, Anonymous? Anonymous, when are you going to reveal who the hell you are, man? <laughs> Let's just get that question out the way. <laughs> My bad. I'm talking on mute here. <laughs> I didn't know. Can y'all hear me now? We can hear you, man. Uh, this man's like Batman. Yes. Like, <laughs> you don't know who he is. Yes, I like it that way. I like it that way. You know what? When you who are you? When, you? when you're anonymous, you can say what you really feel and not have to deal with the judgment of what you look like or your your race or sex or gender. You know all of that. So let me ask you a question: Is, is, is this your burner account? Because we gotta like look for your real account or something. <laughs> is that what this is? No, no. So I I am on Facebook. I am. I do have an IG a page. So. But, uh, yeah, you have IG too and a Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm offended that you're not following I'll, me, I'll, but it, it is what it is, man. Well, I don't use IG. I don't use Instagram. You don't use IG? No, I only got okay, it. Okay, so you, you use Facebook. You use Facebook. I use Facebook, yeah. That's cool. We're not friends, I guess. I mean, I guess we're not friends. <laughs> All right. Or, um, you may not miss. What are your thoughts on the Thibodeau stuff or on some other draft stuff? What you got? So I was actually going to ask you guys, but you, it looks like you just answered it with the last caller. Um, you know, where do you rank him now in terms of him versus Hutch? But you guys just answered that. So that kind of swept the rug from out of me. But uh, to everyone that's kind of, that kind of wants Willis or Hamilton or even Jermaine Johnson, I just want to say, like, don't overthink this. You know, this reminds me of um, the 2014 draft where. The Lions back then they came off of a great rookie class in 2013. They gave them Anza and Slay and uh, um, Larry Warford, I think, was in that class. So we're coming off of a really good rookie class now. And the way you build a great franchise, you stack rookie class, you stack a good class on top of each other. That's what takes you to the next level. And um, 2013, well, 2014 draft had everything the Lions needed. Everything. It had uh, it had Aaron Donald staring you right in the face. It had what was back then maybe the greatest wide receiver class ever seen until then. You know, Beckham was there. Um, Allen Robinson was there. Devontae Adams was there. Mike Evans was there. And I think that's the same with this year. You know, you, you got two great pass rushers staring you right in the face. And then you have quality depth at wide receiver later. And you have all these other positions that could fill out. You know, you got you got depth at linebacker, depth at safety. Don't overthink this. Uh, don't be – I know everyone's scared for the same old Lions, but don't overthink this, man. Just It's easy. The picks are right there in front of you. You got the number two pick. You got two great players at positions of need. Just make the pick. Don't overthink this. Yeah, man. This sounds, see, it sounds like you've been reading my tweets. Man, I, you know what, man? I think, <laughs> I think I said this before. That's what man. it sounds I like. This before, me and you, we kind of agree a lot on the same things, you know. No, I, I don't think I've been yeah. reading your tweets recently, man. You've been, I think you've been MIA. I haven't been seeing any of your tweets. I think you've been on uh, too I, much I, PlayStation 5 recently because I haven't been seeing you. 
too much PS5. Man, I haven't seen you recently. <laughs> no, I've been he- I've been here, man. I've been I here. Seen Pierre been here, all like... over the place. Pierre is is hustling. It's, uh, he on like every Twitter space and like every uh, what's that other app y'all used to do the live? What's that? Green Room, Spotify, Green Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pierre, Pierre's all over yeah. the place. But I, I... yeah, he's he's hustling, man. Yeah, yeah during the draft, um, I like to talk to other people, just keep their thoughts things and just kind of like i don't know whenever i'm kind of free don't have much to do, yeah i'll do that I, I and going to what you're saying anonymous i look at this like as far as when you're talking about don't think too hard to pick it right in front of you yeah what in the hell is going on are, <laughs> oh I, my bad i just right? another cold one and i'm like, I'm like okay all right okay all right, 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 right that's, now, that's acceptable no hey that's acceptable bro right i i <laughs> I, I feel you, man. Yeah. But what I look at this like is I look at this like the 2019 Oakland or Las, Las Vegas Raiders. Well, they were Oakland Raiders back then. Yeah. And when you're just thinking too hard and you just completely screwed up just because you're thinking so hard. Like, for example, their first their, they, they had the fourth round, the fourth overall pick that when I got Cleveland Farrell. They had they had. Yep. They had Josh Allen in front of them. Yep. The, the edge rusher that went to um, Jacksonville. They had all these players in front of them. But they went. They they they, they thought too hard, and they picked up Clint Farrell. And what is he doing? Not a damn thing. Max Crosby. Right? Not a damn Not thing. Not a damn thing. Max Crosby. Out of Not East a damn Michigan thing. Michigan took his spot, which I love. <laughs> I love it. Max Crosby. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Max Crosby was a was a better pick. I mean, they they like, should have just switched that fourth and first pick. Yeah, we liked him. I remember Tyler was really high on him. Tyler loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Max Crosby. Funny story. Max Crosby's a he's a Lions fan. He's from down here or down here. Like like I'm there. He's from Detroit. Yeah. So he is a Lions fan. So he was following when he was in college. He was following Tyler's page just to keep up with Lions news. Oh, wow. <laughs> but wow, um, as soon as soon as he got drafted by the Raiders, he unfollowed Tyler, and Tyler got kind of offended <laughs> by that. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he used to follow Tyler when he was in college because uh, he's a Lions fan. So yeah. yeah, we all liked him coming in, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. He followed both of us, Malcolm. He followed me. Oh, he followed you too? Yeah, it was kind so, of- so you got the unfollow too. He unfollowed your ass too. Yo, once he got drafted, I go look like, oh shit, he unfollowed us. Yeah. <laughs> he should he should have been like, he should have rolled like, man, what happened? Why you unfollow me, man? Nah, man, it's all cool. Bro. Uh, yeah, it's all good. We on yeah, we understand. He he's at a different team. He ain't trying to he ain't trying to look look at Detroit right I'm now. He just got too. the back. So I'm happy. So I used him. to I'm yeah, I'm happy for him too. You know, Eastern, um my wife went to Eastern. I'm I'm actually you know Eastern is in Ipsy. This one thing I about me, I'm born. So I'm born so wait wait Eastern wait Ipsy, so so I know I I you, live right off of Eastern campus. I used to work out there when I was in college. I you know I always. Trying, I'm trying to put the clues together. I'm trying to put the clues together. You, you're saying you're born you're from where? That's all I'm saying, man. I'm from White Town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 all right, uh, I'm, I'm trying to put the pieces yeah. together, trying to figure out who his brother is, man. Yeah. All right, uh, thanks for hopping on. I got other people waiting, bro. We appreciate the support, uh, yeah. and I do don't overthink it. Take the best player available. Yes, all right, man. Have a good, have a good thanks, one. Yep. We'll take it easy. Yep. All right, we got uh, Jacob here. How's it going, Jacob? Yo, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? All right. Well, I'm on the same boat as you, Malcolm. Don't overthink it. Uh, but I've been, like, I've been flip flopping back and forth since hell the start of the college season. Like, I was on Spencer Rattler, and 
Before the season, before the season. Oh, before the shoot. season, you before the rally. season, before the season. Let's, let's throw that out there. Um, because I wanted to write golf off after one year, I didn't even want to give him a chance. And then you guys said, Give him a chance. And I was like, All right, fine, we'll give him a chance. But I saw a tweet the other day that was like, It's going to be just as hard to get a QB this year as it will be in 2023. And I entirely agree with that. Like, you take a QB this year, you don't know if he's going to be good. You don't know if he's going to be trash. You don't know if he's going to have to sit a year. Like, every QB in this class has holes in their game. There's no QB, I think, that is complete, to say. And um, so, yeah, I flipped I flipped from Spencer Rattler to Malik Willis to Aiden Hutchinson to Kayvon Thibodeau to Kyle Hamilton. So, I've been all over the place all year. Um, but now Damn, I'm. You liked everybody. I, well, hell, man, I used to play DB, so I, I love Kyle Hamilton, and Ed Reed's one of my favorite players. So I can't, I can't overlook Kyle Hamilton. Um, but no, I'm all in on Malik, or on Malik Wills. Jeez, no, no, do not draft Malik Wills. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau at two, and if Hutch is there, I am hesitant on Hutch. And I know. Pierre, so. I know Pierre's gonna get on me about that because he's a Michigan fan, but um, no, he might not. He might not. He might not. I just, I as long as he can back it up, I just want to know why. So you would go Thibodeau over Hutch, even if Hutch is there. I go one A, one B. Does that make sense? Like I think Hutch is Hutch is one B, and Thibodeau's one one A. Like, is, is there a reason why? Or I think I just think preference, Th- or I think Thibodeau is. I don't necessarily think he's like, people will say he's the sexier pick but I just like his game a whole lot more like I think he can put his hand in the dirt if you ask him to I think he can stand up on the edge if you ask him to I think he's same with Hutch I know yeah yeah I see that but I think Hutch and I don't want to say he only has one move but like I watched that Ohio State game and yes he was very dominant in that Ohio State game but I feel like Hutch only has one move and it's that bull rush move and, like, I just feel like how as good as offensive tackles are and as hard as they are to come by and, like, the great ones, that I just think Thibodeau has the edge, per se. Okay. Like, Thibodeau can, can, can – is shiftier. I think he'll, he'll be able to knock your hands off you a lot faster or a lot more efficiently than, than Hutch will, whereas I think Hutch will just try to push you right back into the quarterback. Which, yeah, I wouldn't also say Hutch only has one move. I disagree with that. And, like, I'm not even putting my bias, like, bias aside. I like oh, Hutch here we go. Because, not because I'm a Michigan fan. I just think he's Here we go. And you ask, you even ask the NFL. They they like Hutch more, too. So, I wouldn't uh, say just me. Like, a lot of people like Hutch it, a lot more than Yeah, I mean, my thing, I think for me, what separates them two, between them two is, is just the motor. I think that Hutch just has that motor that you just can't teach. To give a hundred and ten percent every single play, and the the guy who I, who reminds me of is a guy who's a terrorizer, Jared Allen, man. Jared Allen, when he was in the the Raven, uh, the the Vikings, he's a terrorizer, and that brother used to give it every single play. He's a give it a hundred ten percent. That's what I see from Aiden Hutchinson, and I think that's just the thing that separates him. Now, Thibodeau, I think he he could be dominant, be a dominant guy, but, but do I see Thibodeau giving a hundred ten percent every play like Hutchinson, like those guys? No, I don't. But um, I think that's what separates them, and I think that's why Ed Hutchinson is a talk to be 
to go number one overall. Now, if, if he doesn't go number one overall, because for some reason, I do think Jacksonville will screw this up. I have a feeling Jacksonville is going to, they're going to screw, they're going to think too hard and they're going to screw this up. And then they may go Walker. Don't be shocked if they go Walker with the first overall pick. If that happens and Ada Hutchins is there, now we're deciding between Ada Hutchinson and Thibodeau. That's going to be a tough decision, man. I, I, I don't know. I personally would go Ada Hutchinson. I would too, but if if Brad Holmes likes KT more, then I trust Holmes. Like I, I have I'm, a feeling, I'm not sweating it. Honestly, I'm not sweating it. I have a feeling it's gonna be two guys wanting two different players. I have a feeling Brad Holmes is gonna want Thibodeau, and I have a feeling Dan Campbell's gonna want Aiden Hutchinson. So there's gonna rock paper scissors that shit. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I, I, so I think it's gonna boil down to they're like one's going one, the other one's going the other one. Rock paper scissors, best out of three. I mean, I mean, it's a win-win if that's what it comes down to. I mean, you get right. a solid player in, in Hutch or a solid player in Thibodeau, and like, so either way, you you win, you win. So, but yeah. no, to the guy who said Drake London at two, whoa, whoa, like Cal- <laughs> Calvin guy, Johnson Mike. is by far my favorite player of all time, and you will Mike. never, ever, 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 ever see another guy. Like Calvin Johnson, now, he is the greatest wide receiver to ever touch a football field. If there was like a Jamar Chase in this draft, or if there was like an elite, elite wide receiver, then Even yeah, too. That, that that's still too high, man. Two. Really? I mean, if if he's like a game changer and he, he like he changes your off, bro. Look what Jamar Chase did with the Bengals. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's that, agree. that's true. So that's like, true. If, if there is a true game changing receiver. Sure, and I think the value is there too because the NFL is a passing league, and receivers like after like left tackle, quarterback, pass rusher, I feel like receivers the next most important position. And you're seeing it right now with how much they're getting paid. Shoot, yeah. So, so do you think this could be a trend? Like, wide receivers could start going really, really early into these drafts if they're great. I mean, like this year we have really good ones, but I don't think we have necessarily like great like ones right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel I mean, like you saw we, Waddle and Chase last year. They went both in the top ten. Yeah, I was about to say if we get another class like that, I I could see one going hell even one. So, I don't know about necessarily one to the right. Well, to it have to obviously it'd have to be to the right team, but yeah, unless it's like a Calvin or a Julio or like one of those guys. I mean, so maybe. so so question for you, Pierre. This is just a one quick question for you, bro. If Jamar Chase was in this draft class. Yeah, you you would consider him at two right now. I absolutely would. I, I would run. Him. I would run to the podium with that pick. I love Jamar Chase, Malcolm, um, and you saw what he did for the Bengals this year. I would, That'll be I interesting. Would yeah, I would run to the podium with with uh, pick two. For <laughs> I like. I don't know if I take Chase, if I take a pass rusher or whatever, but he'd be like he'd be in there for me. He'd probably be top three with with those two guys. That's crazy, man, because I remember a lot of people were giving Ken, uh, the, the Cincinnati, they'll give him a heat for that. I mean, I got giving them, they'll give him a lot of heat for draft for drafting Jamar Chase that high. I remember, especially I when he needed a tackle. I mean, yeah, I remember I got heat for saying I take Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater last year. That's how much I love Chase. Like, I knew he was going to be a stud. Obviously, Sewell was the right pick for us, and looks like Chase was the right pick for them. So, absolutely. I mean, they if they would have went. And as great as a player right, Penae Sewell is, on. I'm going to bring on RC. Awesome. Yeah, thank yep. you guys. Damn, just cut me right off. What happened, Malcolm? <laughs> I didn't even hear you. 
Oh, you it's didn't hear me? Then never mind. Then. <laughs> Mike, what were you saying? What's going on, man? Oh, no, you're fine. Hey, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, man? Welcome Looks to like the Malcolm show. could be having technical difficulties. Um, what's up, RC? What's going on? Uh, well, somebody just said it a minute ago. Um, you know the what it comes down to, like uh, I forget, I, I didn't see who said it, but um, you know, uh, Holmes, you cut off. Holmes wanted, can you hear me? You have not. I I can I I can you fine. I think it's Pierre. Pierre, I think you're having technical difficulties. Difficulties, bro. Hold up, hold up. Okay, we'll fix that. All right, go ahead, guys. My bad. I, it was me. Yep. Can 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 you, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Go ahead, man. No worries. Um, no, somebody was just saying uh, it's a good it's a good problem to have with uh, Holmes wanting one of the guys and. Uh, and uh uh dan wanting a different one like that's that's i have no problem with that if that if it comes down to you know them being split on it that means that they they both like i trust both of them which means either guy we get we're gonna be in good hands we're gonna be in good shape um uh one other thing this is kind of off draft topic but uh (laughs) i'm not even gonna mention the person's name that had this take uh you guys probably all know him um but uh somebody in like the media but and my and i i don't know i don't know i i just don't agree with him at all but um how do you guys feel about jamal williams do you think that he will be around after this season Jamal williams that's like that i haven't even thought about that brother um pierre what do you think about that well, he has after this year, he'll have one year left on his deal. And I think it depends how he looks this year. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if they draft the back as well because Swift has an injury history. Jamal Williams is going to be a free agent next year. Godwin Igobike, I mean, I don't think he's a lock right now with all the fumbles he had last year. Oh, so He's on the roster still? Yeah, I believe he's like on like the uh, they what? Speakers or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, uh, Greg Reynolds, obviously, I mean, he had a good year, but. I don't know if they'll trust him like necessarily for like to be a starter for like five, six, seven weeks, whatever it is. So I think they'll draft the back. I don't know where. You think in this class? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they take one on seeing the third round. And I know that might shock some people, but they low key do need a running back. Mm. Which I you know what? I I I I tend to agree with you only because and it's kind of crazy to think about it because this I feel like you know, going into the season last year, we're like, wow, we have a, we have a stacked running back room, right? Um, and then, you know, things go the way that they went and Swift gets hurt. And I think just for the fact that what you just mentioned, uh, Swift has, has a tendency to get to, to be out for, for some games. Um, and Jamal, I don't, he's not a four down back, you know, like maybe I, I feel like, he will be we'll get a better version of him this year um i think the guy the the take that i was referring to it was just taken completely out of it was, it was missing nuance and taking the season completely out of context he's basically saying like he underperformed it's like well bro this is the first year and he's expected to carry the load of of uh deandre swift and we're we're working with Evan Brown and shifting Jonah Jackson to center, and like all these things are happening. So it was just 
totally ridiculous take, like saying basically he was garbage last season, which he he had he had his highest running average of his career, like right around four yards per carry. It's not spectacular, but given the circumstance that he was put in, you know, it's like we were still trying to figure everything out. So, well, like anyway, starting right. nine yards a carry. Um, in Green Bay in 2019 and 2020 it was at 4.3 and 4.2. So the he was a little underwhelming last year. I know he's a fan favorite, but he needs to be better, and I think he knows that as well. And he's also expected to be a free agent, so maybe he'll be a little more motivated now. So we'll see how he looks next year. I mean, with, with Jamal Williams, I'm just going to just say this, that he had his most yards as a as a pro. He had 600, 600 yards, 601. Now, he the whole offense was bad. The, the offense was bad. Like, not not I'm not talking about, like, towards the end of the year. I'm talking about when um, Anthony Lynn was coaching. The offense was bad. The offense was terrible. Yeah. And then I, the first few weeks when Dan Campbell started calling plays, it was bad too. So I mean, I I'm not going to really say that it's all on him, but as far as bringing back Jamal Williams, the way the NFL is right now, it just seems like teams are not paying these guys anymore just because they're a health risk. All these guys, like we're seeing this, like look at look at the 49ers. they don't keep any back. They just keep bringing guys in, bringing guys in, bringing guys in because. They're not gonna pay guys because what you're just gonna pay them and then they get hurt. Like look at Dallas with Zeke with uh with Zeke. They yep. paid him all that money and now he's not performing because he just keeps getting hurt. Like they just teams are not doing this as far as paying running backs. Now if he comes for dirt cheap and you want to resign for dirt cheap, I don't see why not. He had a great complimentary back for what we need, but uh, I don't know. Teams are just not paying these guys. I'm with you. I don't think Jamal Williams is ever gonna um gonna like get something ridiculous with a contract. I think he'll always be like in that two to four million range. And I think right now he's what making three million a year, two year yeah. at six million or something like that. I think that that's his value. Um but the thing is the decision that with the running back, so the Lions will have to have make one on DeAndre Swift in like a year or two. Like say he falls out this year, say he sells healthy and he balls out. I don't know if I'd be willing to shell out 12, 13 million to a running back. What's the what's the what's the uh, the the the, uh, the the market for them right now? Is it 12 million? Um like how much is Zeke getting paid? Zeke getting paid. I don't know exactly how much. He got he got a ridiculous contract. Now what's the market? I just want to know like what's the market like the Dalvin, average running back? Dalvin got 12, I think. Uh Derrick Henry got what? Was it 13 or 14? Derrick Henry got 13? Something like that. When recently? Um, didn't he get paid like two years ago? Wow, I thought he would have got way more. Let me see. I could be wrong on that. Let me see his average right here. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like that's the that's the average, and then he shouldn't get that much. And maybe he comes back. I don't know, but I don't know, man. They're just not paying running backs no more like that. Henry got twelve and a half. Wow. So yeah. So enough. Swift will probably, if you think about it, well, Swift will probably get what nine. Um, it depends how he how he plays, and it depends if he stays healthy. Honestly, I don't think he's gonna get someone's gonna pay him a lot, even if he doesn't um produce, like if he's not available. Yeah. So if, he, if so, if he has a healthy year, you think what nine, or do you think he goes for twelve? Um, 
I think he's closer to 12. Alvin Kamara is making 15 a year. Alvin Kamara is making 15? I mean, and he's that type of back. I mean, he's, what, 500-yard receiving, 500-yard rushing? It's like the same shit. No, Alvin. Alvin's a lot better, obviously. Um, well, no, I, I know that. But I'm just saying, like, as far as receiving and catching, he's doing both. Yeah, Alvin's really good at that. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Swift. I mean, they have time on that decision. And you also, when you look at the Rams, too, maybe Brad Holmes learned his lesson. When they paid Todd Gurley, that kind of, like, it kind of helped them back from making other moves a little. Yeah, that was the beginning of their d- demise. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, we'll see what the Lions decide to do on uh, on Swift and the running backs. RC, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Sure, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for addressing that. Yep. Yes, sir. So we have time for like two or three more speakers. If everyone wants to come up, go ahead and request. If not, we'll end this. And it looks like that is it. Yep. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Thanks for all tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for some episodes we have coming up. We'll be covering the draft, more prospects who the Lions should target on day two, day three, not just the first round. We appreciate all the support, and I'm out. Peace. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And like Pierre said, man, we have some episodes coming out. We just did a three-round mock draft. That episode may come out tonight. Let's see. It may come out tonight. It may come out tomorrow. I'm going to keep you all posted. We all did a, a three-round mock of guys we think could fit Detroit. So just tune in to, um, you know, look forward for that. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace.